Welcome to Ministry in Motion, a program where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a full-time pastor or a lay leader in your local congregation, God wants you to be a great Christian leader. And our topic today is, is something that I'm really excited about, hearing God's call. And our guests, Gerald and Chantel Klingbeil, welcome back to Ministry of Motion. Thank you. Thank you. It has been such a blessing to interact with you. You've both heard God's call on your lives in the ministries you've been doing. Perhaps though some of our guests don't know you. So why don't you share with us what you're doing now? And maybe Chantel, you could begin. What ministry are you involved in? How has God called you at this point in your life? Well, it's been wonderful to watch uh, or to see the plans that God's had for me. I'm surprised at every turn of the road. <laughs> and it's, it's been a path that I really haven't mapped out for myself. Uh, at the moment, I'm, I'm called to be a wife and a mother. And I'm working at the White Estate at the General Conference. Now, I've seen you you've been actively involved with the Hope Channel and the teaching ministry. So God's led you on various paths. We want to talk in the program today. How do you hear God's call and discern his leading? Gerald, what are you doing now? Uh, what has God called you to do at this time in your well, ministry? Well, currently I'm the associate editor of Adventist World and Adventist Review magazines. So I'm living and working here in the general at the general conference. And that goes to how many people, just in case some oh, don't know? That goes, well, once a month Adventist World goes to 1.5 million people, well, copies. We believe that four or five people touch every copy. So that's, we're going on to 8 million people easily. A broad influence. Uh, yes, I, I think so. And you've been doing that for several years, but you've had many other experiences ministry. Yeah, well. we've, we've been, you know, we moved to the United States about four years ago when we accepted that call. There was a tough decision to make that call. Mm. I know my, my boss and my friend, Bill <laughs> Nott, he worked for several, several years on us, actually, with this regard. Um, before then, I, I was a professor at different Adventist universities and Old Testament professors. So the last 15 years before I came to the Adventist Review, I've been teaching young minds and doctoral students and master's students to think deeper about the Old Testament. And perhaps during that time, I think about especially on a college level, mm -hmm. young people are wrestling with this whole topic yes. of yes. hearing God's call. Yes. What does God want me to do with my yes. life? I, I think that's such a key question in our lives. And Every time that one of my students said, you know, professor or pastor, I don't know if I'm right here. I said, well, listen carefully because this is one of the most important decisions in your life. Together with a life partner and together with the decision, where's your loyalty? You know, whom do you want to follow? So I think these three key questions of my, my life partner, my eternal partner and what I can do with my life, I think God is very interested in, in helping us find the answers. So let's start on a personal level and talk, uh, Gerald and Chantal, about your own journey. Um, when you first really sensed, Gerald, a call of God on mm -hmm. your life, uh, how did that unfold for you? Well, I, I come from a pastoral family. So my dad was a pastor. Both of my grandparents were pastors, Adventist pastors. One great grandfather was an Adventist missionary to, to Greece. Um, grew up in Germany, went to a very, you know, a, a government school because we have very little, actually only one school we had and that was very far away from where we lived. And after God had 
called me to follow him. I, was, I got baptized with about 17 years. I was 17 years old. Um, I thought about my life, you know, I've, I had another two years of high school ahead and I thought about it and I talked to my parents and friends and everybody knew what they wanted to do, but I didn't, you know, I, I liked music, I was very active in music ministry, so I thought maybe music therapy or, you know, professional musicians don't really make a living, but, <laughs> but something like this where I could also be in contact and helping other people. I thought about uh, working as a doctor, as a medical doctor. Um, and I thought about pastoral ministry, but I wasn't sure. And I wanted to be sure on this one because I felt, you know, this is for, for life. I want to do this and serve God for life in whatever capacity, but I wanted to have a green light from God. And then it wasn't immediately clear for you. No. So that may be very encouraging to some people yes. who are watching the program. Mm -hmm. Not everyone watching is a pastor. This is broadcast around the world who might say, that's exactly where I am right now. So we're going to talk about yes. some principles yes. that will help people to hear God's call. Chantal, did you always know that God wanted you to be in a team ministry and teaching ministry and some of no. the trainings that you're doing now? As I said, it's been surprising to me how each time when God gives me something new to do, I realize that he's been training me via a past experience. One of my daughters, I, I said, I say to my children, God has something special for you. Um, God has a place for you. And one of them turned it around the other day and said, is that the place where you are now? Is that where God wants you to be? And I said, yes, but I'm not sure if this is it, because life is a, a series of movements, a series of calls for me as well. So what, when did you first really come to the conviction that, that God was calling you to something specific rather than just following a normal human being's life of finding a job and a family? Well, it was it's actually a longish story, as these good <laughs> stories always are, but I'll try to condense it. I, I wanted to uh, go as a student missionary somewhere. And it was a time of searching for God's will for the first time in my life. Mm. And God answered me very specifically mm -hmm. at that moment. It, it was somewhat perplexing because I didn't get what I wanted, but I learned to trust. And I got so much more than I bargained for. Now, if that's really true, that God can answer specifically. Mm. That's saying something about God. Yes. And, and also his desire to communicate with us. Mm. When we come back after the break, let's talk about some important aspects of hearing God's call. Mm -hmm. If you're watching the program, perhaps you're not wondering for yourself. You might say, Derek, I know exactly what God wants me to be doing. But there's someone you know, someone you love, someone in your circle of influence or ministry who will benefit greatly from the principles we'll be sharing Hearing God's call, how does that happen? Uh, how can it bring a peace and an assurance to your life that you just don't know if you're just in a rut and assume you stay there until you die? So the topic, hearing God's call, an important one. We'll be right back after the break with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is vitally important, hearing God's call. And our guests, Gerald and Chantal Klingbaugh, welcome. Mm. We've already learned that, that it's normal to ask 
what should I do with my life? Or perhaps even more specifically as, as a, a believer, mm -hmm. what does God want me to do with my life? Mm -hmm. And you also challenged us that it is possible to hear from God. Yeah. You began, Chantel, to talk about some convictions that God was calling you in your student mission experience. Jordan, mm -hmm. let's come back to your experience because you were really wrestling with what shall I do? Yes. Uh, how did you begin to hear God's call to you? Well, I asked him and it, was, it seemed to be quiet for a long time. I had a very good friend. He was a mentor. He was the youth director of, our, of, our, all the, of the conference. And he said, Gerald, why don't you do your civil service? In Germany, we had to do military service or civil service. And I opted for the civil service. I didn't, you know, I wanted to serve my country, but not bearing arms. And, and so he said, why don't you take that time and, and allow God to show you his will? I will pray for you every day. That was his promise. And I said, thank you, Werner. I will pray as well. And, you know, over the next 16 months, every time we saw each other at meetings and, and uh, weekends, he looked at me and I said, you know, I don't know. I, I seemed to, you know, I prayed about it. I didn't feel that it was blocked, but God was just keeping quiet until I was in my last two months of my civil service. We're talking about nearly two years later since I started, had started my prayer. And, you know, I, I had some vacation coming my way and my best friend and I, we hitchhiked to Switzerland. We lived very close to Switzerland in Germany. In those days, hitchhiking was safe. <laughs> I wouldn't allow my daughters to do that nowadays. And, and started climbing in the Swiss Alps, close to St. Moritz. It was a wonderful time. I enjoyed climbing and, and, um, and hiking in the, in the mountains. We were 10,000 feet, 3,000 meters high, more or less. Had a wonderful week. First week goes over Friday night. We knew where we were settled. We had very old equipment. You know, we didn't have too much money. That's why we hitchhiked. And we had a tent that had iron poles, you know, pointing to the sky. We went up the last pass. We were nearly near to the top of the mountain. And we're talking about 10,000 feet. There was nothing mo no much. No trees or anything? No trees, nothing much higher there. And we saw the weather was changing. Set up the tent and we're looking forward to a Sabbath where we're not, we're not going to walk and hike and climb because we needed the rest. And then we went to bed. In the middle of the night, I was woken up by a horrific, horrific thunderstorm. And I mean, it was pelting. There was nowhere to hide. And I'm thinking you've got two little lightning and I, rods on either side That's exactly what tent. happened. You know, I was lying <laughs> in my sleeping bag and suddenly I said, and I counted, you know, the difference between this, the, the thunder yes. and, the, and the, the lightning and the thunder. Mm -hmm. And I realized it's right above us. And we have these metal poles and there's nothing higher around us. <laughs> so I was dead scared. For the first time in my life, I, I was afraid of dying, you know, mm -hmm. as a young person, you don't think too much about dying. At right. least I didn't. Right. And I was kind of, you know, I was lying in my sleeping bag and couldn't pray, couldn't say anything. I was just, you know, terror struck, terror struck, <laughs> really. Until I don't know how long it seemed to be a long time. Maybe it was just two minutes, four minutes, five minutes. But the, 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 the thunderstorm wasn't moving away. It was right over me. And I started pouring out my soul to the Lord. I confessed my sins. I, I wanted to make sure that if there was a lightning strike, that everything was okay between God and myself. Mm -hmm. 
And then I said something that I don't know up to this day where it came from. Then I said, Lord, if you want me to serve you with my life, when I say amen, make that this thunderstorm stops. Mm. That's a kind of startling <laughs> request, isn't it? And I said amen, and it was quiet. Hmm. There was no rain. It was as if somebody had turned off the light or turned on the light. And someone might say that was an interesting coincidence. It might be. But, but you saw a direct I, correlation between your prayer and the event. I am completely sure that this was a direct correlation. Thunderstorms don't just turn off. <laughs> they go away. Mm. You know, they move away. They go up another valley. They go. But this one turned off in one second. You know, I, I couldn't believe it. I was excited, but I was worried at the same time because I knew my mom, whose counsel I cherished very much, she wasn't too happy with me. She said, you know, I've been the daughter of a pastor. I've been the wife of a pastor. I think pastor, working as a pastor is very hard. You're a very sensitive person, Gerald. I don't know if that's for you. So how would I going, was I going to explain her what God had done in my life? Now, did you know, because God could call us to do many things, right? To right, be a right. medical missionary or right. a teacher or mm -hmm. a, a godly parent. Yes. Um, did you sense that that call was to a full-time ministry of some kind? Yes. Okay. I thought pastor at that time, but I think God thought much bigger. I'm, gl <laughs> I'm glad he did because I really enjoyed teaching and I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now, editing and writing. Um, I thought, you know, one dimensional, God thought three multidimensional. Sure, sure. So we made it down the, the, the mountain the next week. We hitchhiked back. I, I remember still, you know, how I climbed up to our apartment. I rang the bell. My mom opened the door, embraced me, smelly as I was. <laughs> and then I said, Mom, I have to tell you something. God has, has done something in my life. And she said, Gerald, I have to tell you something. I've been you know, the past two weeks, I've been praying for you so much because you have only another six, seven weeks and then you finished. What are you going to do? And so, gentlemen as I am, I said, <laughs> ladies first. So she said, Gerald, I think God wants you to be a pastor. Mm. And I looked at her and, you know, remember, she was always vehemently opposed to that. Not to ministry as a per se, but in my case, and she says, I think God has really impressed me. I don't know what happened. And then I told him my story, my experience. Now, I'm, I'm hearing a common thread, and we'll come back yes. to it after the break. And maybe you can confirm it in your own experience, Chantel. You had this uh, youth leader who was a mentor, right. and certainly your mother, also a mentor, who right. loved God and, yes. and certainly loved you. And, and there was a confirmation yes. of something that you were experiencing in your own heart. After the break, we want to talk about how important mm -hmm. those godly mentors are yes. in helping us to be attentive to God's plan. Perhaps you've had a godly mentor in your life who's helped you to be attentive, uh, always there, not to tell you what to do, but to help you to listen to God's call on your life. We'll talk about how important those mentors are and other important principles in hearing God's call right after the break. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, vitally important, learning to hear God's call. 
and our guests, Gerald and Chantal Klingbeil. I am really learning about the importance of being attentive to God. Gerald, you talked about that quiet time mm. that lasted almost two years, right. but learning to listen and the importance of mentors, mm. godly, maybe peers or elders yes. mm -hmm. who help us. Yes. Uh, let's talk more about that, Chantel, the importance mm. of, of listening to godly mentors. Yes, I, I, I couldn't overrate it because it's so difficult to, to examine your own life mm -hmm. and, and to know um, where really you should be going, what your gifts and talents are. Some are really obvious and jump out at you. But in my case, um, uh, my parents had said to me, you know, we think you have a gift in, in the area of teaching. And I said, no, teaching is the last thing I want to do. I had other plans, uh, but it came full circle. Mm -hmm. And I heard that input from, from others as well. And then when you hear God's voice confirming it, it, it really pushes you in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. All right, what about you? You talked about the youth leader, Gerald. Yes. Well, uh, your mother also was a mentor. I think other friends as well, you know, that I didn't mention, but that were all supporting me in prayer, that kind of held up my arms while I was waiting and waiting and waiting. Mm -hmm. You know, it seemed to be often very long. Uh, I, I, I think there's, a, there's something to be learned from that experience, at least what I learned in all the other questions that I put before God is um, hang in there. Mm. Take the time. Don't rush something. When you ask God for his guidance, don't just, you know, put down the fleece every day. Mm -hmm. Give God the time to work in your heart. Very often the waiting periods are the periods that transform us, that change us. Yes. That fit us. And that fit us and prepare us for us. And as you wait, don't just idle around. You know, do develop your gifts. You know, I, my, my girls are asking the same questions right now. They, my oldest daughter is, is getting on 16 and she has a couple more years in high school. But what do you want to study? I don't know. What are my gifts, mommy? What are my gifts, daddy? Um, actually, she says, Papa, not daddy. <laughs> and, and I say to her, tell it to God. I can tell you what, where I see you working, but tell it to God. Pray about it and then look around and practice what you, you know, try it out. I wish, you know, I, I will support my, my girls that they will maybe spend a year as student missionaries going somewhere out of their comfort zone, seeing a different reality where they can develop their gifts and maybe discover and listen to that call. I would probably like to add, mm -hmm. probably from another dimension, this talking of mentors, uh, we're talking about being at the receiving end, but all of us are capable of being on the giving end mm -hmm. to be a mentor for someone. And it doesn't mean telling someone what to do or what we think they should be doing, but just that upholding someone in prayer, uh, I think is absolutely vital mm -hmm. to say, I support you, I pray with you, let's walk together, let's see how God opens doors for you. I remember when I was um, invited to join the teaching faculty at a Christian university, mm -hmm. there was a family in our home church in Allentown. They loved us dearly. Mm -hmm. And when we flew back to Allentown, this lady, her name was Evelyn, she looked at us and she said, you're leaving, aren't you? Mm. And, and she wept when we left. She mm -hmm. bawled. I mean, she, mm -hmm. she wailed. But she said, 
I really see that as something that God would call you to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that startled me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it wasn't what I was expecting her to say, just like mm -hmm. with your mother. Right. Uh, but let's, let's talk about the exploring mm -hmm. the gifts too, because you're saying listen to God, mm -hmm. listen to, to other people, but um, how do I know what things I should try to do? How do I know where to go as a student missionary? Do I go as a teacher or building houses or orphanages? How do I find that out? Well, in my case, you know, I ended up in a hospital. You know, I took those, you know, my civil service time. I went to a hospital, you know, I had thought about... As a worker, not as, as, a, as a patient. Right? Not <laughs> as a patient, fortunately, not for 16 months or 18 months, no. As I, I was a nurse aide. You know, I did cleaning, I did washing, I did uh, feeding, all the maybe humble work that we did, but it was so good for me. It kind of broke the line of so many years of high school. You know, you just sit and learn and sit and learn and you never really touch the real world. So I would say to my daughter and to young people who, who want to listen to that, to find that voices, try out whatever comes your way because God, throws opportunity mm. at you. And, and see how you respond to that. Yeah. Now, now let's, we've just got a minute left yes. here. I, I discover something, I say, I think this is what God's yes. asking me to do. Do I just do it and, and go for it? <laughs> I, think, I think you should, if you, if you know that this is God's voice, I, I often wonder how did Samuel, yes. you know, do after he heard Samuel, Samuel, or a Paul, they just went for it. They were so sure. They remembered it, and as they moved forward, God confirmed their call. And I think okay. that's, the, that's another important principle. You're moving forward, but you conf you know, your f call gets confirmed. Now, did you ever face any challenges after following the call that seemed to be clear Never. from God? <laughs> Never, ever. <laughs> No, that would, that would have to be, you know, we, we're living in, a, in the middle of the great controversy and of course there are challenges. Mm -hmm. But when we've got God's assurance, we can know that He'll sustain us. So it's important to know that this doesn't mean it will be a smooth sailing. Trouble free, no, smooth sailing. Not, but you can always remember that God says, I called you. Yes. I called you. That's Isaiah, you know, echoing a little right. bit Isaiah 43. Right. I've called you to be my servant. I think if you know that, you can face the toughest mountain and the toughest challenges coming away. Thank you so much for a fascinating and vital topic, hearing God's call. And thank you for joining us for Ministry of Motion today. We have a special resource that we'd like to make available to you. If you're involved in a ministry in a local church, we have this journal, Ministry. It's an international journal for pastors. And you may be eligible for a complimentary subscription to ministry. It goes out to about 200 countries, 80,000 leaders. You can go to our website at ministryemotion.tv, contact us, send us some information about your church and your ministry. It may be that this journal could be a tremendous blessing to you. You can also go to our website at ministryemotion.tv. You'll watch this program again, perhaps, or share it with a friend who's really seeking to know how to hear God's call. There are resources there on our website that can be a tremendous blessing, teaching ministry, sharing with others. Most of all, we want you to know that we're praying for you. God wants you to be a great Christian leader. And we pray that the program today has helped you in that journey. So God bless you as you hear God's call and follow wherever He leads.